is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. How I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child and forever I am. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever Happy in Jesus, no language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of His presence with me shall continually dwell. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, His child and forever I See in his beauty the king in whose awe I delight, who lovingly guardeth my footstep and giveth me song in the consequences for the tongue can kill or nourish life perhaps we don't often pause to think of the power we possess through the use of our tongues 
The truth is that our speech will either promote life or death. Think about it. Our thoughts may either enhance someone's spiritual and inner development or crush their spirit and destroy their growth. However, there is a flip side to this. If our words are destructive and cruel, we will experience destruction in our own selves. If our words are positive and kind, we will experience the positive results. The choice is really yours. For what we speak, we experience within our own spirits, our inner being, our lives. Be warned, your tongue is powerful. Use it carefully. Abigail in Cancer Mensa, God bless you. Listener, brace yourself as we bring to you a continuation of the discussion, Tramadol. So if you take them as prescribed or as you, you were told by your pharmacist, you are not abusing the drug. The misuse, the irrational use or the abuse comes when you yourself take it for the non-prescribed purposes or non-medicinal effect. Now let's come to how the pharmacist should be playing their role. In this advocacy, you are championing on this platform. Thank you very much. Like pharmacists, they are advocates and on medicine use, rational drug use and rational drug therapy. And what we expect is we've registered these medicines as prescription-only medicines. So they should restrict it as prescription-only medicines and duly dispense them on um, prescription, valid prescription, vet the prescriptions. And then also the pharmacists normally have counseling rules. They have a lot of interventions. These um, abusers go from pharmacy to pharmacy. They come to this pharmacy and they are denied or they are not given access to. They go to another pharmacy so they can interact with the um, these uh, people who abuses find out exactly what they want and offer them effective counseling. I think when they collaborate with us on that score, we'll go a long way to scourge this this menace. I am with Olivia Jekunwa Watson, head of Tobacco and Substance of Abuse FDA Ghana and World Health Organization's award winner for 2017 in terms of anti-tobacco campaign. Let's come to some medication in relation to what we're talking about, tramadol, codeine, and other related drugs that we self-medicate. Yes, um, I, for tramadol, I initially mentioned that you have to be assessed by a medical practitioner for the, the doctor to know, assess your pain and know your level of pain so the doctor can adequately give you the right um, dosage, the duration of action, when it, no, the um, frequency, 
how you should take it and for how long you should take it. And so you should not on your own go and get tramadol for pain relief and take it as long as you want. If you do that, you are abusing the medicine and you get all the implications or the health implications that I've been speaking about this morning. For codeine containing cough syrups, um, what happens is people walk to the pharmacies to get them, even though we've licensed them or registered them as prescription-only medicines. And so for the um, pharmacists, we are pleading that when people come to your facilities and they want these medicines, you should interrogate or inquire about why they want it and then let them know the side effects. Um, if I, we should tell people about what to expect or the side effects or the, or the long-term effects of medicines when they use it so that people will not walk into pharmacies or licensed chemical facilities to they themselves get these medicines because medicines, if not used rationally, have um, dire consequences on our health. But most of us find it difficult to differentiate between drugstore or a pharmacy. So let us know how we can... Ascertain the difference between the drugstore and the Pharmacies. pharmacy, and even the pharmacist and just an ordinary drug seller. I think that um, the the drugstores they, they they are now what we call pharmacies, the drugstores, mm-hmm. and they are licensed chemical sellers or licensed chemical seller shops. And the difference between the two is for a licensed chemical seller facility, you would have to sell only. Um, over-the-counter medicines. So medicines like paracetamol, um, some cough formulations, cold formulations. You cannot sell class A, class B drugs. So you cannot sell antibiotics. You cannot sell prescription medicines, hypertensives, anti-diabetics. I cannot list all, but they are classification. You can only sell class C medicines. And those medicines are what you can just walk in tell the healthcare practitioner what is wrong with you. And for those medicines, they are cautionary statements. Like you, if, if after two, three days, you think it's just an ordinary headache you have and you are not, it, it doesn't go and you still have the headache, seek professional help or go to a medical facility. So even though you'll be taking OTCs or Class C medicines, you are cautioned. You will go for an anti-malarial and you'll be told that if after taking it for the term, you finish with the course and you still have symptoms, go to a hospital to be assessed because there are other symptoms that you may think that what you're having is even malaria, but it, it may not be. You should go assessed. You do laboratory investigations to get a holistic view of what is happening to you before medicines are even given to you. And for pharmacies, they sell class A, B, and C, including the over-the-counter. And they are supposed to be there so that they even before they give you the medicines, do counseling for you to know the possible side effects or adverse drug reactions that you'd experience when you take them. Medicines are even they are good, even though they are good for us, can be dangerous or poisons if you do not take them as prescribed or if it doesn't come with counseling. 
What about the drug sellers at large? <laughs> Now that's the, the the newest term in Ghana. When you say drug sellers, <laughs> um, I think you mean the peddlers. Obviously, the rooming people. The yes, rooming ambassadors. If, if if people have been listening to all we've been saying, public health and safety, all all FDA and other um, professional bodies have have been saying, then we should know that you cannot be buying medicines like their um, provisions or their tomatoes. You cannot buy them from peddlers. It should be accredited facility where you meet a, a pharmacist or a health professional to tell you the intended use, to tell you the possible side effects, to tell you that if you do not take this, this and so so and so, you do not take them as prescribed. These are the consequences. So we are really appealing to the um, general populace that you do not have to engage yourself buying medicines from drug peddlers, no matter what it is, including herbal formulations, get to the accredited um, bases where the right sources of information may come with the medicines. You cannot buy medicine from a tabletop or from a peddler who may not even know all the consequences when you take the drug. So just get to a, a, a registered facility, um, a hospital, accredited pharmacy, or um, where you can be given the requisite information to go with your medicine. Irrational use of medicines, misuse of medicines, abuse of medicines have very, very serious health implications. Uh, you go to some areas and almost every member of the family can attend to you at the over-the-counter drugs session. Oh, uh, my father is buffing. What do you want to buy? Can I just save you? Then the person, the child goes and see the inscription on it, then voila. That's that's the Especially in our, of what in we our are remote areas, about. and even yes. now it has creeped into our urban settings. So when people are well informed and they know the dangers associated with drug misuse and abuse, then they won't patronize these facilities. If it's just for paracetamol, over-the-counter medicines, they have been classified or have been given the requisite license to dispense these. But for prescription-only medicines, seek proper professional counseling to go with the medicine you, you, you take. You just listened to a discussion on the topic trauma though. A continuation will be brought to you later. For any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven, or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh, or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, PO Box AF five nine five. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. Packing up the dreams, God planted. 
Is the moment of truth. Watching for you. Hello, my dear listener. Once again, you are welcome to Moment of Truth, the Discover segment. A moment in which we discover very important Bible truths that we use to apply in our daily lives. We have started a series titled, Does My Life Really Matter to God? It's a very important question. I believe you have asked that question before. We started by saying that our world sometimes looks like a paradise and at other times it is a horror. But the question is, in the midst of all this, do our lives matter to God? Does your life matter to God? Does my life matter to God? We started answering this question by saying that in the first place, God created a perfect world. 
we discovered in the Bible that everything that God made was good. The last passage we read, Genesis chapter 1 verse 31, answers the question. God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. The question of these six days that he used to make all this is what we want to discuss. He used six days to make our world. That is what we read in Exodus chapter 20 verse 11. I want us to go into various parts of the Bible. So the book of Exodus chapter 20 verse 11. In six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now from this passage we are told that God used how many days? Six days to make the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. Just as we read in Genesis chapter 1 verse 31, the evening and the morning were the sixth day when he saw that everything he had made was good. This eternal, all-powerful creator could have formed the world in a moment. In fact, he could have formed the whole world with human beings within the twinkling of an eye. By just speaking a word, by the breath of his mouth. But he chose to take six days to do it. Six minutes or even six seconds would have been sufficient. He could have even used less than six seconds. But he chose to use six days. The first chapter in the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, describes what God created on each day of the creation week. On day one, we are told that he created light. He created the sequence of day and night. So there was light and he separated the light from the darkness. And so there was morning, there was evening. So from the first day, it was possible to determine the day and the night. It was possible to determine when lights come and when the darkness comes. And then on day two, he created the earth's atmosphere the skies, to divide the waters above and the waters below. On the tree, God created the dry land and the vegetation. He made sure he separated the waters from the dry land and then vegetation, grasses and trees to grow on the dry land. And then on day four, he made the heavenly bodies, the sun and the moon and the stars. The heavenly bodies that we see around, he made them on day four. And then day five, he created the birds and the fishes. Remember day one, he created light and the sequence of the day and night. Day two, he made the earth's atmosphere. Day three, he made dry land and vegetation. And on day four, he filled the light with sun and moon and stars. On day five, he filled the air with birds and the waters with fishes. On day six, he created the land animals, the bigger animals, and man. And then on day seven, he rested and blessed the day. So we have a one-week cycle of creation. Now on day seven, Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, I want to look at it because of our important question, whether our life matters to God. In fact, day six, the creation of day six stands as the crowning masterpiece that God created to crown it all. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. 
God decided to create individuals like himself who could reason and feel and love. Every person is made in God's image. That's what the Bible says. By the sixth day, the world was filled with plants and animals. And then God introduced his masterpiece of creation. According to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, the Almighty God formed Adam's body from the dust of the ground. So, when God breathed the breath of life into his nostrils, man became a living being, a living soul. That is, he came to life. God named the first man created in his image Adam, a word that simply means man, and the first woman Eve, which means living. A loving creator saw the need for human companionship, and so he made both Adam and Eve. Fresh from the hand of God, Adam and Eve both reflected his image. God could have programmed beings like robots to wander contentedly about the Garden of Eden and raise their voices in adoration to him. But God wanted more. He wanted a real relationship with human beings. He didn't just create them as robots. Robots can smile. Robots can speak. They can even do their dishes, but they can't laugh. But God put in human beings his image, love. God created us in his image with the capacity to think and choose and to remember, to understand and to love. Adam and Eve were created as God's children and they were inexpressibly dear to him. We will continue with the discussion to know whether our life matters to God. But for today we are saying that he made our world in six days. And on the sixth day, he created man in a special way in his image. Until we continue to talk about how evil came into our perfect world, you have been listening to Pastor Josiah Ando. God bless you. Thank you very much for staying with us once again. You can reach us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three zero three zero seven zero five one zero five eight or email us at radio at vvu or through the postal address. Adventist World Radio Ghana, P.O. Box AF595, Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hands be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now.